Hello, everybody. What is up? What is up? Oh my gosh. I hate when it does that. The question is, what is down? What is down with the sickness? Am I right? Oh, I guess that's not a, that's not a good, (laughs) that's not a good segue anymore. (laughs) That's really not a good segue at all. Uh, The things you'll miss when you just can't have it anymore. Hey, everybody. I'm Nick. Here with me today is... Is Nate, of course. And of course, this is the Nick and or the Nick Nate show with Nick Nick and Nate. Nick Nate. I literally only did that just for the N three. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Later on, we're gonna have Poetic Ninja, but I'm gonna have to call it the Nick Nate and Ninja show, so it can be N three. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, That's so yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna have uh, our new guy on. We can officially, uh, we can officially have them him on the uh, podcast. But the bastard didn't even watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so he's gonna dip in whenever we get done talking about that, so we don't spoil anything for him. So if you haven't seen episode three. Four. Or no, so four. If you haven't seen episode four, just came out today. Of course, I get up every every morning super early, bright and shiny faces, ready to see Captain America kill someone. <laughs> Oops, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I Holy. mean, he is a soldier, but still, like the way he does it is like murdered. Holy shit! That's the. It's just I. It's kind of I'm just surprised that they're going this this route, like I right? Really am. And like they didn't really didn't show it. Like I'm guessing either his chest was caved Marvel in do. or his his face was caved in. And either it way, was, it, was, it was his chest. It yeah, was, okay. They kept showing his face, and his face wasn't getting damaged, so it was definitely okay. his chest. Which is I feel like more brutal, honestly. Well, no, going for the neck decapitating would definitely be more brutal but mm-hmm. it's the most brutal that disney's gotten and seeing clearly Battlestar get killed yeah like and just like seeing the death happen like we saw it happen it's like okay uh, the best way i was exp- i i literally was shocked at the end of the episode yeah especially with the iconography like the the last shot being captain america standing there with blood on his shield mm-hmm. is like that is not that's like that's not our captain you know that that i think is where I think this is where we're having the distinction between Cap and U.S. agent. Like, I think mm-hmm. that he's going to be... Sw- but um, I was trying to explain it to someone. They were like, was the episode good? And I was like, look, if you really enjoyed Winter Soldier or uh, Civil War, after this episode in particular, it's clear that this show is those movies taken to 11. I mean, just what they're doing with the world right now they're going through a crisis in the show itself real quick right. am i not coming across clear because you're muted right now sorry i i was i was messing around with something that's my fault you should be good Nick, now. you're muted i'm not on meat on oh meat. on meat i'm meat okay give me a second got your meat right here mister okay sorry about that yeah i was messing with my mic that's my fault Oh, okay. I just want to make sure I, was I wasn't muted on stream, but yeah, <laughs> everything else was fine. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, th what they're doing, building up this world. And I, f I guess because of COVID and because of what we experienced last year, like this world feels so eerily similar that we can relate to it. Yeah. Like we can see that happening. We can see this, like it's, it's a real world setting. What it would happen in the real world if Cap died. Okay, let's make a new Cap. Mm -hmm. And have him truly be a soldier, but not in the way Steve Rogers was. Right. Like, especially since we got a little bit of insight to how he got his three Medal of Honors. Obviously, they didn't come out and say, yeah, he massacred a bunch of people. But what he got leaves, the Medal leaves. of Honor for was something shady. Yeah. So it's like that whole line before when he said um, they won't care about us like getting it done or they won't care how we got it done once we got it done or something. You know, last episode yeah. when he said, I can't remember the exact line, but basically he's like, you know, we don't have to ask permission because I'm a fucking Captain America, so yeah. I'll do what I want. And, you know, they'll, they'll be fine once they know that we got the job done or whatever. And I'm like, ugh. And then all of yeah, a sudden... That's, that's, not a good, that's not a good way to... And then, go yeah, on. and then all of a sudden his whole line about, you know, how he got his three Medal of Honors, like... Something shady went down there, you know, and especially like I liked how most of the episode was kind of centered around, you know, if you were given the opportunity, would you get the super serum? Yeah. Three people got asked that question. Three people answered it. And then one person finally took it, which was the Captain America wannabe. And it was I, I think they did that part so well. Because, uh, let me know if you have the same reaction, but he threw a shield into the wall, and I didn't really, I didn't even really register it, but then when he went to go retrieve it, he like twitches his freaking head, and I'm like, oh, did he take it? And all of a sudden, the guy comes launching out of the fucking thing, and then he bends the pipe, and I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, see, I, I was the exact same, because when he threw it into the wall, I was like, okay, I mean, that makes sense. But when he pulled it out, I was like, oh, wait, no, that was right. His head was just like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, I, wow. Okay. And that's, it's kind of one of your worst nightmares kind of situation. Yeah. It's right. Like that we clearly saw with red skull, like what happens when you're, excuse me, I'm just on mic. What happens when someone who's not pure of, you know, yeah, pure of whatever they need to be, it can do. And right. The serum takes whatever you have and makes it more or whatever. So yeah. if you're, a sociopath, you're going to be more of a sociopath. And I actually, like, I turned to my wife and um, and I was like, what if the first thing he does when he takes the serum is he goes crazy and kills his friend? But then it's like, I actually like what they did more because it's like, no, his friend gets killed and he's all like, goes all super saiyan and just, nah! <laughs> in front of everyone in the world. I know, that was that was the most, that was the craziest part. It's like here is the symbol of American patriotism completely just demolishing a foreigner. Like we don't know where he's from, but we yeah. can assume that he's a foreigner because they're in a foreign state, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah, the fact that that happened, I I feel like they they treated that really and it was like the best way for him to to really just lose himself because yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, now let's so talk about was... that. Let's talk about the beginning of the episode because the beginning okay. of the episode, god damn, like the one thing they constantly are getting correct in this in Wanda is the emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we have plenty of like emotional moments in our typical MCU fodder, but this moment that we get right at the beginning where she's saying the uh, code words mm. and you just see it in his eyes like it's not working and it's like he's not crying because like he's trying to fight it back. He's crying because it's like he's, he's so happy everything. that it's not working and obviously the tragedy of, yes, what he had done in the past and he's yeah. just so glad to be past that part of his life or whatever and it's like such a powerful emotional moment it's just like oh my god and sebastian stan just knocked out of the park on that you know on that part and and what i am really enjoying and and what it's not surprising seeing with these shows is the continuity like how Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you know with agents of shield it's the best example we can give because it's the closest Mm -hmm. you always had inserted marvel things so there would be a storyline going on which still i will say to this day if you haven't watched agents of shield it is so worth the watch it is really it really i'll tell you what do you like the inhuman story that they do in event the avengers game do you like how like the the handling of the Inhumans, like as far as oh, like, you mean Kamala Khan? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean they deal with Inhumans in the game as far mm-hmm, as like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. They deal with that storyline really well in Agents of Shield, right. but it basically has become its own thing, and right. it, you could see that because the last season is so batshit crazy. But um, whenever you would have the episodes that were still trying to tie to the MCU, it was like story plot, story plot, story plot towards the very end oh hey here's the dark hold that dr strange talked about you know it would be shit like that and so so um, too obvious is what you're getting at basically yeah Yeah, it's like hey we have to do this episode to set up what's happening in a movie gotcha and with this it's like we saw wakanda at the beginning and then we see you know the whole thing with the i don't how do you the dora the the name of the fighters from Wakanda, Dora. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm okay, horrible with names. Okay. Uh, a- anyway, the the guard, the elite guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, when when they show up to finally you know do the apprehension, it's like all of this makes sense. Like we're including different things from different sides and like the MCU as a whole, and it doesn't feel ham fisted. It right. feels genuine. It feels like we're existing in this world. Definitely. Right, the the coexisting nature of it is is I guess what's really good. But yeah, that scene was beautiful. Yes. Um, just watching his emotion just come through, and I, I like what they're doing as far as building that connection with him and Wakanda because mm-hmm. he hasn't had a home for decades, and so right. to have that kind of be his new home and have a lot of his origins still tied to Wakanda, not just oh Bucky's he's he's good now he's by himself. Like I really do enjoy that inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um. Now from here, let me, I'll tell you what, cause I do want to do like a, like a breakdown. Let me go to Disney plus and go through the episode. Cause it's still pretty flat, fresh. Still pretty fresh. Flesh, flesh. Well, I mean the next kind of big thing that happens is, um, they're trekking down Kayla, Kyla, Keely. What's the main girl's name? Carly. Carly. Thank you. I got I got the first two letters right. I was like K A something. Anyways, Carly. They're trying to track down Carly, um, and you know, like 
Zemo does his weird thing with the Turkish delights or whatever. I thought that was nice because obviously, like he, it shows he's more a man of the people, whereas Bucky and Falcon are much more. I guess like that you can tell they're in the military, so to speak. Whereas yeah. Zemo, funnily enough, is a man of the people, so he doesn't go and ask the parents. He doesn't go and ask the people he know are going to be like scared of him. He goes to the children. He's like, "Hey, here's some candy." <laughs> Yeah. Although, stupid part, this super nitpicky um, thing, but he picks up a handful of candy, brings it over to the kids, say, hey, this is our little secret, drops it on the ground. I'm like, it's already on the table. Just say, hey, have whatever you want. But instead, he drops it on the ground. I don't know. It was just so weird. <laughs> well, another thing that I, I do like with this as well is is the inclusion of Zemo, because mm-hmm. the way I was taking it was that Zemo was just going to be Oh, by the way, he doesn't drop it on the ground. I'm watching it right now. He hands the pile to one of the kids, and they. Oh, I could have swore yeah. he was just like, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, the inclusion of Zemo, because I was under the impression he was just going to be like a thrown-in sea villain, but how he is entwined in the in the plot and in, in the show, entwining himself by saying, "Hey, I only know this. I'm not telling you this." Well, right, because I mean, he was given the the time, the time constraint. So he's like, if I just give you this information, then you guys hand me over, you know, showing that he's still nefarious to a certain degree, but also self-serving. Like he's got to think about his survival. Yeah, it's it's his survival. That's his modem at the end of the day. But it's you don't know what he's going to do. Right. It's like at that moment when, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, when he gets to the point of encountering with the serum, I'm like, is he going to take it? Or. Yeah. And and so it really leaves you hanging, and that's what I really enjoy. It's it's hard to predict, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean the, they have their dialogue as far as um, everything set up. And now I really enjoyed that inclusion of them at the funeral at the uh, cemetery, mm-hmm. where the guy's talking about you know Captain America was my you know I idolized him, mm-hmm. and and then like they, they're really building out this world and trying to let us like give us the a very good exposition of what these people have gone through. So yeah. it's like you can sympathize and understand their fight, which Marvel has already shown us with Thanos. They can do easily. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause that's uh, the, that's what makes a good villain or a good organization is the type that can show you why they want to do the stuff they want to do. And then just like Sam, he's like, he believes in the cause. He just doesn't believe how he's, how they're doing the yeah. cause. And that's that's a sign of a really good villain is like you can see where the thought process is. You might not agree with it, but it's like that makes them human. That makes them uh, relatable and a relatable villain is the best thing because then it's like, well, you love to hate them, so to speak, because, you know, like, uh, like, OK, I, I'm on your side. But God dang, do you have to do it this like Shane from The Walking Dead is a really, really yeah. good example because like basically – for the second half of the season, or no, it was the first half, but it was like the last two of the mid-season. Anyways, like his whole goal was to get into that barn and like kill everybody. And it's like, like while he was right, it was also just really fucked up the way he wanted to do it. And then of course, then, yeah, all that. Anyways, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, let me. So let me ask you a question. What are your feelings on Walker? I don't have feelings. I are a robot. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, so I came across an art. So 
the first time we see Walker in this episode, it's it's immediately like, oh fuck, here we go. Like you know, it's someone you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And there were some people who were writing articles talking about how much of a like, basically a bland and like so like predictable character that he needs to that he needs to be gone. And I'm like, no, Mm-mm. no, that's what works. Like right. you can see, you know exactly what's going to happen with him. You can see it to a T. But he stands out to everyone else too. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines is whenever he encounters them and he immediately starts yelling. <laughs> Sam goes, "Whoa, take it easy before it gets weird." <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's like and it's like th- there's a lot of things that could happen in that situation, but it's that. And then whenever they're in back at the hideout and they have that encounter with the the Wakanda elite guard, yeah, I'm gonna remember their name at some point. You can see it's his like American like, "Oh, I'm bigger, better than everything else." You why don't you put your pointy sticks down? And it's like. Everyone in that room is going, dude. You don't know. Yeah, like, right. Fucking, I even like love when they don't they don't join in the fight right off the bat. They're just like, "Hey, you're doing good, guy." <laughs> yeah. And then the fact when uh, when I oh, fucking Buzz Lightyear'd, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, "Did you know that they could do that?" He's like, "No, I I didn't know they could do that." <laughs> um, but yeah, we still don't we still don't know if that arm is as powerful as, as we think it is. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that we'll see something in the next episode, but mm-hmm. um, this episode overall was phenomenal just because it gives us that espionage suspense, especially yeah. with stuff with the super serum, like we're used to in the other shows, but gives us the action. Uh, like this is an action packed episode, right? But not like a big, like, like the very yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah. Not like big set pieces or anything like this is a lot more intimate. but i mean i think this is probably my favorite episode so far yeah yeah i i love when they can balance the action with the emotional stuff because wanda vision was very much emotional and hey let's have a fun time reliving sitcoms that's mainly what it was, and then also emotion and then obviously the latter half of it was very much like you know, we're getting into the action, but even then, like nothing would happen till the end of the episode. Whereas this, it is a steady pace and yeah. each, each episode can have its own, you know, uh, starting climax and then resolution and everything. So that is also really cool. So yeah, I like that. Like it a lot. I don't know why I said it like that. Also, the fact that he carries a gun kind of also distincts like how different he is from Cap. But one thing that I did notice, and it, it gives me so much respect and appreciation for Chris Evans, like it's it's in the scene whenever they're going, they're clearing the the basically the the main place they were at whenever they're going up the stairs, mm-hmm. and he had the gun on the shield like that. Mm-hmm. It just made me think about. When I'm when I watch all the other movies that Captain America is in, there is this gravitas to him. Like this is I, Steve Rogers. It's this he's a hero. Like you can see the like the aura of the hero. Like the way he walks, the way he presents himself. It's in a very heroic manner. Yeah. And yeah. John Walker, you watch that scene and he looks like a soldier in a costume. Like it's it's how there yeah very people, true. You can clearly tell that it's a different part. Like that's something I appreciate, and that could be credit to the to the production team and mm-hmm. credit to the actors, but it's really, really. Yeah. There, there's that. even a moment where like, he's, he's like messing with his mask. He's like adjusting it. And it's like, and it's like, it's like the showrunner showing us that it doesn't quite fit him. 
Yep. And yep. it's like, ah, oh, little things like that. Where it's, it's like, symbolism. Yep. It's it's like little things like that that you might not notice um, initially, but then like you really think about it, and it's like this is clearly weighing on him. I mean, even yeah. when they do the whole, would you take the serum, soldier serum or whatever? And his answer, like, you could tell, like, he doesn't even know if he's a good person because he's not sure if he yeah. takes it, if he's going to turn into a freaking monster. And we and see it, what happens. And we see it in subtle little things, like him adjusting the mask and how it feels weird on him and everything. It's like, oh, God, just all those, all the little things are awesome. So, all right, that's enough of the Falcon of the Winter Soldier. When we come back, we're going to have our new guy on so we can properly introduce him to everybody because there's plenty of you that only listen to us on our podcast and not enough uh, of our youtube which hey we do have a really good discussion about outriders game pass playstation now and everything so let us let let us introduce you when this music break is done and over see it in your eyes I can see it in your smile you're all I ever wanted and something 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 I have to made a poop joke and you didn't laugh I'm disappointed yeah mm-hmm just like your mom was. Hey. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Poetic Ninja is not here yet, but maybe during the next break, hopefully, we'll see if we can get him in. Internet Possibly having finicky, maybe. So difficult yeah. ties. <laughs> All right. So. Let's get into some more meat of the show. Last episode was very movie heavy, you know, so mm. try to stick away from that. However, there is one movie I'm curious to see if you watched. Okay. Godzilla vs. King Kong. No, because I'm watching it tonight. Ah, oh, you bastard. That's yeah, what you well, said last weekend. Well, I... I don't remember what I said it last weekend, but we're, we're going tonight. <laughs> I haven't recorded. Yeah, we're, we're going to. <laughs> you do have it recorded. Um, we're going out tonight. I'm going to go see an IMAX. No. Maybe that's what you meant. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, and I'm glad I made this decision because I did finally watch Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh huh. I was bored. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. I feel like I would have been more entertaining in IMAX, where the stuff is blowing in my blowing up in my mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. But what was so great about the first Godzilla twenty fourteen? Mm-hmm. What was so great about that one is the sense of scale that it gave you. It was like Pacific Rim. Like the Definitely. camera, the camera shots were so in person. It it gave you this big scale and scope. Whereas King of Monsters felt like CGI all over the place. Like right. everything, fe- it felt fake. You know, Definitely. like that whole thing of of King Godzilla on top of the mountain it's just like okay that's like that's clearly fake like there's nothing that's that's making my brain go and so for that like i think even part of the movie i tuned out yeah but yeah like it was just it, it, I, I did like kong better i think kong told a better story yeah um mm-hmm. which i know 
I'm hope. So have you seen it? God versus God versus yeah. King. Yes. Yes. God versus King. My hope, which I'm still going to enjoy it either way. My hope was that with Godzilla, people were disappointed because it wasn't as much of a monster movie. So they went so far to the right. It's like, oh, let's make it nothing but a monster movie and let all the shit that we had in the first one go away. I know this is going to be a big monster CGI fight, but I'm hoping it's kind of more in the middle and it's not. I guess just did you like this better? Because <laughs> you're giving me that face and I don't like it. Anytime like it there, anytime. Well, sorry, say that again. Did you like it better than King of Monsters? I mean, yeah, but um, so if you watched my review, which you clearly didn't, um, but if you watched my review, youtube.com slash Threat X Reproductions, um, my main takeaway is that it is better than King of Monsters. King of Monsters had variety. You know, it had the lava monster. It had Mothra. It had the three-headed dragon. It had, you know what I mean? So it had... It had variety, whereas this one is kind of the same quality, in my opinion, of uh, King of Monsters, but mm. it's much more focused because cool. now it's cool. not about a bunch of monsters. It's about literally two. So that makes it a little bit more focused, but like I said, still kind of the same quality, in my opinion. Like Honestly, I almost want to talk you down from IMAX. Just go see it in a regular damn theater because I don't know if it's worth the extra what well $5? see here's the thing it, no it's like three so it's like one of those okay. it's, it's fine i'm okay. not yeah because it's like 13 to see it in like regular theater and it's like mm-hmm. 16 for imax so jesus yeah that's not what it but, is here in good old idaho but it's also it's it's because you're near the border you have to worry about all the you know border patrol sure, and let's, everything let's get, like, in, let's get into that i know we're near the border <laughs> i'm like eight hours from the border it's um, hyperbole <laughs> but or facetious also is it hyperbole yeah, or facetious maybe Fashish, it's both Fashishish, Fashishish. <laughs> maybe it's um, both <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those treat yourself situations too because the last yeah. movie we saw the last treat so uh, we don't want to go to imax all the time because it is expensive but we, we before covid we were like hey there's certain movies we'll go see that in imax like right star right, wars right, movies right, right, we'll right, go right, see right. the marvel movies obviously we'll go see we haven't had an event movie in almost two years at this point yeah, and it's so true. it's like, Very true. so it's like, you know, that's that's what we do. But I, I do enjoy hearing that because that already kind of gives. I have my expectations set, especially with seeing reviews yes. saying stuff like, mm-hmm. seeing reviews saying, "Hey, it knows what it is and it plays to that." And I'm like, okay, cool, true, true, cool. cool. But um, I think the monster verse that they're building is interesting. The thing that I find the most fascinating is the whole like Hollow Earth theory thing that they play throughout the movies, like. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, like just, just because I enjoy whenever, whenever I'm being told a story where it's like, how how are we going to explain how this exists? Yeah, like yeah, I can see that. I can, yeah, I appreciate that explanation rather than oh, it was these like these. I mean, technically they are radioactive dinosaurs, but like it's believable to uh-huh. an extent. It, mm-hmm. There's parts of my brain where I'm like, okay, I can the the bullshit science fiction you're feeding me, I can understand. Um, so for but, perspective, in here, in little old boy Idaho, it is only 1087 to go see a movie. <laughs> in regular theater? Regular theater, not matinee. Matinee is $8. So it's even cheaper. Yeah. So it's just a, yeah, just as perspective. 
Let me look. Let me look at Texas prices right off hand. That's what. The- that's what you get because everything needs to be big in Texas. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. I mean, technically, you're not wrong. Predator. <laughs> Speaking of your dick, poetic Whoa. ninjas here. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking segue, my friend. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go see it at 7.15 in, in IMAX. IMAX is... Okay, so you're going to laugh at this. I know you are. I know you are, Nick. At the AMC we have here, there's three options. Ooh. There's normal seating, what's called the Big D, oh. and IMAX, and IMAX screen. So the Big D is basically doesn't have the IMAX sound, doesn't have the same quality. It's doesn't basically it have like, the bigger, nice seats that are like... Uh, I mean, it's got better seats than the normal theater, but it's basically right. a bigger... Like the IMAX, the biggest thing is the sound. So it's sixteen bucks for adults. This is Texas to see IMAX movie. Um, The same movie in the Big D is twelve dollars. Goddamn big D. And the normal (laughs) theater price is yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's thirteen. Is that what you said? 10 or something like that oh it is 10 oh, okay that's not bad then. yeah so i was so gonna it's, say it's, god dang like that's yeah. a huge difference if yours is 13 going up to 16 yeah okay that's not but so that's kind of what's that's kind of what's nice about the landscape of theaters is we can kind of pick and choose where because like for example no i'll see suicide squad i'll see suicide squad in uh in the theaters but i probably would see mortal Kombat on streaming and I Mortal Kombat. Yes, but it's one of those like I can enjoy that. I can enjoy that scale on my 65 inch TV. So have you have you seen uh, Godzilla versus King Kong: Poetic Ninja? Um, I actually um, saw half of the movie, <laughs> and I have my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I got to a part where I guess like. Uh, Kong had jumped on one of the cruisers or something, mm-hmm. trying to go after Godzilla, and then I got caught up doing something else, I guess. And then I got back to the movie, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" And then I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just when did this turn into Journey to the Center of the Earth? What the fuck? <laughs> so I have a, I've I've got a question. I want to get all your opinion. Okay. What is the what is the best kaiju movie we've gotten in our time? Are you talking about modern or like of all time? So I would say of all time, but well, so no, no, no. Let's let's specify because modern has a different scale than like the stuff from the like seventies mm-hmm. and and before that because it was fucking guys in costumes, whereas this is CGI right. monsters. <laughs> so let's say yeah. modern. For me, modern is definitely Pacific Rim. Okay, because Ooh. yeah, the the way Guillermo del Toro really gets the the scale of everything, I think, is just there's there's no contest you know what i mean like godzilla yeah. 2014 does it good but it also does really oh. annoying shit like hey let's close this door right before godzilla shows up <laughs> yeah it's de- they never or hey hey you know what'd be really cool let's watch a fucking fight from a news report <laughs> yeah yeah they definitely do like a jaws approach where i guess that was to kind of leave leave it more towards the the end but here's what's funny about godzilla is <laughs> <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick. 
Oh, uh, I knew that was coming. Um, when I watched Godzilla 2014, I oh, really I'm too old for that it. shit. Ow. I really enjoyed it because I was like, man, I like this dark tone. I like this, like the whole shot with them halo jumping. Oh, fuck yeah. And like that's, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a really, and I love Brian Cranston. I love the, the cast, but I rewatched it because I wanted to kind of catch up and kind of watch everything before saw Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm like, holy shit, this movie's boring. <laughs> like, I still enjoyed it, but there's parts I'm like, and I don't remember most of it. Like, a lot right, of the scenes yeah. that weren't the action, I was like, I don't fucking remember this at all. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen it three times. Like, it's the third time I've seen it. Yeah. But I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think all Pacific right, so is definitely- now that we're done with that subject and you're here, let's give official... Um, you know, introduction. Okay. We got Nick, Nate, and Poetic Ninja. Go ahead and introduce you. Maybe tell us a little bit of, or tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm actually, my name is actually Kenneth Davis. So, uh, I go by Poetic Ninja because, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, um, I write poetry, of course. I, I, I do that quite a bit. I, I, I am a writer. I'm not, saying i'm the best writer because i'm not the best writer i'm still growing in that field um now as far as the ninja aspect it comes into play is because i used to do martial arts oh cool. um i did uh taekwondo for three years i did muay thai for about you know four years or so so yeah so i'm a i'm a, I'm a military brat oh cool whatever cool. my dad was a marine marine corps for 22 years so I was going to join, but I have a hearing problem, so I couldn't join the military. So What? I wish I could have joined. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much me right there. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Where are you from? Where are you from? Fan. Originally, I am actually in o- uh, Riverside, California. I am originally from, don't laugh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa? See, I would actually if you were said Arkansas, but I mean you're good. <laughs> but uh, I, I I used to live in Houston also, so I was there for about eight years. I just actually recently came back mm-hmm. to California about you know four years ago. So I just recently left Houston. Yeah. So um. So we got in my hemis- we got three hemispheres of the United States. We got yes, you, know, you on the. West Coast, we got me in the mountains and down there at the border, protecting wow. it from us all, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Nate. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think people realize how big and how fucking just gigantic Houston is, because it's like, yeah, I, I dude. Can't tell you how, like, Houston is such a megaplex that you don't even realize. I, I didn't right. realize it because I didn't, like, I had moved to Texas in like 2003, I think. And. Oh where i was what from the fuck is going on oh. <laughs> little warning next time jesus like, he cloned himself. He cloned himself. oh he's in tahiti it's a wonderful place um, but uh the uh, first time i went to houston was whenever i was a little bit older and i didn't realize how how diverse and how much of a mecca it is like it is oh, yeah. it, it is huge it's phenomenal but um Personally, I like Dallas better. That's kind of a Texas thing, I guess. Mm, mm, um, mm, mm. But it's it's kind of Houston likes Houston, Dallas likes Dallas. So it's you know it's kind of what it is. But um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that. I'm distracted by the ocean now. 
Aruba, Jamaica. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> now, where exactly is um, where you're located, uh, Nate? Where I am about. I I will not give my geographical location um, in in the aspect of the internet. Forty five uh, oh, north, yeah. sixty five <laughs> west. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm about an hour and a half east of Dallas. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, that, hey, that's good enough. I have family out there in Plano. Do you still live oh, in yeah. Taylor? Huh? Do you still live in Taylor? Tyler? Are you such an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Do you live in Taylor? I'm like, I don't live in Taylor. Aren't you on Washington Street? <laughs> Washington Street? I'm on. Yeah, my address is 445 3859. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,. Actually, you know what, guys? I, I'm actually really grateful to actually be here in, uh, with this group. I'm actually – wait, 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 wait. What, what was that? We're very for? thankful to have you here um, coming my all the thing, way from my the My thingling the went off. There's yeah, yeah it's a good. alarm. <laughs> you know when they ask you that question of, like, what would you – like, if your dick was to make a noise when it got erect, what would it do? That would be <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talking to some hot chica and i'm just like oh yeah uh-huh What's What's that? That? don't worry about it don't worry about it how are you doing today <laughs> all right hold on hold on for one second all right so now that he's gone damn it <laughs> okay hey you guys oh. like my like my background it's cool yeah. huh yeah 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 all right so we're going to take another quick break here, and when we get back, let's start talking about some Vigi games. What we've been playing, what have we been up to lately. So we'll be right back after a quick message from our music people. <laughs> you know my mentor. That's right, guys. I'm head over heels. Just for you. And you? And you? And you, and you, and you! Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just too nice. Too nice for my own good. <laughs> so, hi, everybody. Let's get into Hello. some topics of gaminghood. <laughs> now, I think the number one one I want to talk about, Mr. Nate... You started playing something, didn't you? Oh, I did. I you did. did. You did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I started playing Avengers. <gasps> now, now, before we before we get to, I I am not deep giggity in yeah. the game at mm. all. I have just gotten to the part where I. I'm going on the mission with Banner. Banner. Okay. Like right after she shows Banner the footage. Gotcha. gotcha. Now, I, now I feel compelled to buy the game now, guys. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, I was not impressed by the beta. It felt by the numbers. It felt like what I expected and it turned me off. Mm -hmm. That same sequence playing in the game was completely different. Yeah. 
I don't know mm. why. I don't know if it was because it was actually polished, but like it felt it felt good. Um, it, even the the stuff with Tony Stark, I remember not loving that part. The whole like shooting while flying, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. mind that. Mm-hmm. Hell, I didn't even mind the Black Widow part, and that was my least favorite part of the the Black Widow and Taskmaster fight was my least favorite part. Yeah. Um, but I'm also invested in the story, like almost immediately. Yes. Uh, mm. They are doing really good things in the gameplay and in the cutscenes to make you feel like you are Camilla. Yeah. Because like there are parts where they give like the whole interaction in the park. I was like tense and it, mm. it helps because there's the vibration, of the controller, like make sure you're holding it. Cause it vibrates the entire fucking time. Right? <laughs> like it, it goes the entire time, but it adds to the suspense because you're having this tactical sensation of what you're experiencing in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's parts where it's like, Oh, around the corner, they're right there. It, it's giving you that suspense. I'm, I'm really impressed so far mm-hmm. and I'm not taken out by the characters even though I just got done watching Captain America and, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I played some more of it this morning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> At first, I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of uncanny. But it, I immediately was able to get lost in the world. I right. wasn't noticing. Like, I know Troy Baker is Bruce Banner, but, like, I was, I was invested. And yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Downside to this. Oh. And here, hold on. Let me see if it'll come. Well, it's hard to be point. right about something if you don't fucking play it. <laughs> but my but my defense was valid. My Just defense was kidding. valid. I was gonna wait until I get a PS5 and play it on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And because it's free, well, free because it's on PlayStation now. It's like oh, I'll go ahead and download it. So I took a video last night. Let me see if you can hear this. Okay. Of me playing the game. Is this how it works? Uh. Can you hear anything? I mean, I can hear some, but nothing's happening. Okay, so, I mean, do you hear, like, the wind? The sound of the wind? Yeah. That's yeah. my PlayStation fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, I'm seriously, like, I was playing with it last night, and I had just the, I didn't have, like, my my headset on, and my fan was playing as loud as the TV was. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. taxing my PS4 Pro so much. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Like it's it's insane, wow! Um, but I, it makes sense because the game itself looks beautiful. The game right. looks so fucking beautiful. Right. Um, but I I do like how when I get on the menu, I can go, "Hey, do you want to play the campaign? Hey, do you want to play the multiplayer? Hey, there's this. Right? You know, it doesn't feel like I am. I was worried I was going to be in this like hub world all the time, like Destiny, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like I'm playing a single player game that has a co-op component to it exactly exactly Ooh. and that's always been my critique of people's <clears throat> critique <laughs> because sometimes they would criticize something like oh this is just clearly a multiplayer game that they just shoved together so that they could make money and i'm like no there was tons of thought put behind this like whether it be just the story whether it be the characters themselves you play as you know, that whole bridge sequence, you play as all those different characters. None of them feel similar. Yeah. Both Iron Man and Thor fly, but they don't feel different. They don't feel similar in any kind of way, you know, especially once you get further into the game and you're able to get like Captain America and, and like, it's just, it's so freaking, it's so freaking good just to play the game. 
I will 100% admit this, that yeah, there are valid criticisms about the game, about, you know, maybe the connection, about the, like, motion blur. When the when the game first came out and you were not able to toggle the motion blur off, oh my god, you know, god forbid you move two inches to your left without there just being this huge, like, swish across your screen. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So... Valid criticisms for sure, but at the same time, it's like what a lot of people, a lot like go back and watch any, any, any person critiquing um, Marvel or whatever. Go back to Shill Up. Go back to um, the uh, what culture gaming people. Almost ninety percent of what they're talking about is multiplayer, and I really feel that that it's really not doing the game any justice. Does it have mm-hmm. multiplayer? Yes. Does it have microtransactions? Yes. Does it have always online? Yes. But I feel like to only focus on those parts of the game when a giant part of the game is single-player campaign, right. really well-written, well-acted. You literally have the Avengers of voice actors on this game and yet all you can seem to do is whine and bitch about how oh the uh the costume from you know (laughs) ragnarok is is too much money and it's like yeah Yeah. i can agree with that but you're just you're focusing on the wrong thing and and two things for me i feel like the the game I'm playing right now is actually the finished or as close to the finished as yeah, possibly, like what yeah. they want at this, as, <clears throat> at this moment. Cause I didn't play it day one when it was broken. So that's, that's another thing to basically take into effect. I yeah, did air broken. quotes for the audio listeners broken. Um, eh, yeah. Okay. But the, I'll tell you the difference right off the bat that I appreciate and enjoy. I, so the past couple of days, as you guys can see, I have my work computers behind me. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the computer mm-hmm. I'm on right now is where my, playstation soaked up too so easily i can just turn around and just play a game right well it's been so slow that i've been wanting to do that and (sighs) i was gonna hop into outriders the other day just to kind of play some more and get kind of back from where i i'd started but what i didn't care for was i had to load up to a multiplayer lobby that really wasn't possible at all so Mm -hmm. it's like if i got a call i had to get so it's like i can't really play this right now gotcha whereas with avengers like you're you're not matchmaking at least at the specific moment that I'm in, like in the campaign, like I'm going straight into the campaign. I'm not loading into a multiplayer lobby to play the campaign. Yeah. Like the parts with Kamala, you can play by yourself, but the, you, you got to the part with Kamala and Bruce. And I do believe if somebody else is playing at that time, they can play as Bruce, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. I think it might actually be one of the next ones. Uh, Liking Gamer in the chat makes a really good point. Uh, Lots of people get bogged down on those small details and let that ruin the game for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. I would say the only issue I have with the game right now is the taxing on my PlayStation. (laughs) Because it does concern me. The thing is, like, like at one point I had my headphones on today and my wife, because she works in the living room, that's where her desk is. Uh, she was like, I think it sounds like it's about to take off. And I took my headphones <laughs> off and I was like, Shh. I was like, Oh Jesus. Wow. So For yeah, sure. it's, it's taxing. I, I want to know what it sounds like with a place like with a base PS4. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So, um, so people are having like criticisms about multiplayer. So what are, the, are they trying to disregard? I mean, disregard the campaign and try to play the multiplayer. 
I mean, well, yeah, I think I, I think what they're getting caught up with is the fact that like Avengers was even marketed a lot as a Destiny like experience or a multiplayer experience to yeah, play with friends with Marvel and the game. What they're saying is the game is much more than that. Like the campaign is such of, and I can tell that in the first hour of it, right. two hours of it, that it's substantial. And it's like, I mm-hmm. love the story that they're telling, mm-hmm. but it's like he's saying, people are just picking out the little stuff and running with that. Uh, just, yeah. I, I am wrong 100 percent and and i another comparison I, i'll give you the same thing with uh cyberpunk i bought cyberpunk Ooh. to go ahead and try and mm-hmm. it's still when it's broken and it is broken that's not a air quotes it is broken yeah um i got like the first hour into it and i'm like oh my god this is so overwhelming i i'm not like this isn't whereas with this from the moment the first cutscene started i was already invested Right, like I was like, the mm. film quality of this is like, damn. You know, you are absolutely right about cyberpunk being overwhelming because I, had, I when so I started playing, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is too much. This is yeah. way too much. And there were times where, like, like I was telling uh, Nick, where, um, well, you know how some people were wanting to like send it back and stuff like that. Well, I, I wanted to get it, give it the benefit of the doubt, until because I was waiting for this game. And um, it, it, and really, honestly, I was just overwhelmed with all the bugs and everything, and I just couldn't get. I mean, I wanted to get over that, and that just did, and it just kept happening over mm-hmm. and over and over. So I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with this game for now. So I mean, from what you guys are telling me about, you know, a- Avengers, um, I would honestly just get the trial for PS Now if you <clears throat> haven't done it yet, and it's seven days and he download have PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, is it on Game Pass? Did they move it? To Game Pass? Um, I don't a, think it's he's on a foxy, Game Pass. Yet. Foxy. That's what he oh, is. Okay. I, I would have to buy it, which I'm sure it's a reasonable price. I'm right surprised now. it's not on Game Pass. Honestly, like I, I guess maybe they, you would they, think they could have done like an exclusivity because I think it just came out on PlayStation Now this month in April. It did. So mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think especially I think the main problem that a lot of people had with it was the latter end of the campaign and how it became a lot more focused on multiplayer once again you can play with brain dead ai okay yeah but also uh like there was some uh, oh it's the grinding too like when you get to the end game there's a lot of grinding or whatever and so once people ran out of stuff to do it's like the they kind of use that as fodder for why they Mm -hmm. don't like the game and it's like i get that but it but once again, I just I don't think you should discount the entire game because of one part of it, even if that one part does is really bad. And like I said, if they're if they're talking for twenty minutes, one minute they might talk about, oh yeah, by the way, the story is amazing and it's very yeah. well acted, and then go on for you know nineteen more minutes just absolutely shitting on it and everything. So, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah, well, yeah, well, whatever. Um. You know, one one game that I'm I'm definitely I'm on the fence now. So even just like Wednesday, I think when me and you Ninja uh, when we were talking, I was really high on uh, No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. I'm not so high anymore. Oh, so I still am really enjoying my time and I'm really having fun. But I think they really got to figure out their net code a little bit more because I think it's making me crash. And they they do this thing where um, 
the only time you save your game is if you if you get I think if you get to like a space station I think it'll stay, save it there but also if you get out of your spaceship not when you get in it when you get out so ima- imagine if you will <laughs> imagine if you will I'm imagine on a planet <laughs> I'm on a planet I get a ton of like material I have all this stuff and I'm like all right I'm going to go up to the spaceship and sell everything so I can get a shit ton of money so I get into my space station. I go in. It crashes as I'm getting into the spaceport. The last time I got out of my spaceship was when I got to the planet that I just left. So that means I'd have to go back, harvest all the stuff that I had already harvested just because it has a weird save system. Like, why doesn't it just save it when I get close to my ship? You know what I mean? Like, I'm in a certain perimeter. I think it's like 50 units away. When I'm 50 units away, I can transfer stuff to my ship and then just go back to, like, mining. So if I'm any further away than 50 units, like, I can't. But if I'm within 50 units, like, I just transfer all, and I can use it as a secondary backpack or whatever, basically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for some reason, it doesn't save. So that really sucks. There's also this bug, and this one is really getting to me. There's also this bug where I'll keep putting stuff into my refiner and it'll disappear on me there today. It happened literally in front of my eyes. Whereas most of the time it would be, it would happen while I wasn't looking, but Mm -hmm. today it happened in front of my eyes. So I first I did carbon and I refined it to like condensed carbon. I took the condensed carbon, I put it into my inventory, I put copper, I put it over here so that I can make chromatic metal. I started the process, and I didn't have anything to do, so I just kind of like looked at my phone and whatever, and I'm looking up to see what my progress is, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, it switches from the chromatic metal back to the condensed carbon, which is what I had was doing before. I'm like, Okay, well, that's fucked up. I go, and now my copper is gone, and all the chromatic metal that I had refined is gone. Oh, snap. And, like, this had never happened until they started doing their expedition. So my my theory, my running theory right now is that they need to figure out their net code because that bug is absolutely <clears throat> infuriating, especially when, you know, there are certain materials that you need to do upgrades, to do crafting mm. and everything. And the only way to do it is either you go to a spaceship and hope that they have it in stock. They do have it in stock. They have enough of it in stock. They do have it in stock and they have enough of it in stock that you have enough fucking money. Or you go down, mine some shit, and then you refine it, which is the easiest way to do stuff. So wire looms. Yeah, those are super expensive. So Yeah, and it's it's one of those that I feel like that can really break a game and break your experience in a game, not just because of what happened, but like games like ghost of Tsushima, it's been hard. For example, prime example went from ghost of Tsushima, like mainlining that just spending so much time in it going into cyberpunk. Yeesh. (laughs) Ghost is a perfect game gameplay, the way it runs, the way it's optimized, the way things work. It's one of those games. You don't have to think about anything. It just works. It's like breath of the wild. It just, it just works. Yeah. Yeah. So going into a game like that, 
like Cyberpunk obviously didn't, but also a game that you've played and you've had time in, that's even worse when you go in and you're getting a negative experience Mm -hmm. after the experience you've had. It's like, yeah, okay. and the it thing is, expedition is a completely separate game mode. So, like, I could have like a a save where I have like twenty plus hours into the game, and I'm I'm doing my thing there. Expeditions. What makes it appealing is that expeditions basically everybody starts off on the same planet, and then there's this kind of mission structure, this new mission structure that has that everybody's going on the same mission, everybody's trying to make it to the end or whatever. So it's really cool. Not only that, but I do feel like it's paced in a way where you're making more progress, progress, you're making more progress faster. So a really good example is I could play for 20 hours and unless I really grinded towards a very, very specific thing, I could then maybe get like an S rank jetpack mod. Well, in like the second or third mission in this thing, I get an S rank jetpack mod. So now my jetpack is way better than I started off with. Not only that, but my multi-tool pew pew (laughs) my multi-tool when you start off with that you start off with mining you start off with the scanner and you start off with uh the visor or whatever but most of those you have to craft anyways okay now in expeditions you start off with miner the visors the scanner the terrain manipulator, um, you start off with a personal shield, uh, like blueprint, optical, optical zoom. So I can zoom in once again, that's something that you have to find the blueprints. And then, um, and one more thing, I th- I'm, I'm not, I can't think of it right now. Yeah, can't think of it right now. Oh, and then a weapon. A weapon. Um, the weapon seems to be randomized because I, I had to reset my my uh, PlayStation was a whole freaking, which was a whole other thing. But so I had to start over, basically. And when I started over, I started off with a different weapon. So that does mm-hmm. seem to randomize. And what type of multi-tool <coughs> seems to randomize, too. So, like, one time it was, like, a... Uh, try shot and then now I have like a shotgun or whatever so that's kind of cool um, but point being that's that's seven count them seven whereas before you'd start off with maybe three things mm-hmm. and so like the game is this game mode is for people who've been playing it for a while and or new people because imagine all those seven things taking you 20 hours of gameplay, 10 hours of gameplay if you're really good at grinding and you know exactly what you're what you're building towards, right? 10 hours of gameplay to get all that stuff and yet you start off with it. You know what I mean? So like it's good for new players too. It's really good for people to come in, but yeah, the fact that I can go into it and just have so many bugs, it's just like, ah, like I'm enjoying my time. That's what sucks. You know, at least if it was something like um, like you were talking about, like cyberpunk, where it's it's new to me. I haven't really played it. It would be so much more to not be invested. But because I've already played, I mean, collectively, I've probably played sixty plus hours of this game mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Expeditions. So then uh, Expeditions comes along. I'm really enjoying it. It's given me a reason to go back to it. Whereas before, I was just like, you know, 
coming off of it would have been fine. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just it really, really ridiculously sucks. So, um, all right. So we're going to go into another uh, music break. When we come back, we're going to have Ninja tell us what he's been playing and everything. So we'll be right back. Cause I've been thinking about what I wanna do. Cause I never, everybody hey everybody, what's up? We're back. Well, most All of right. us. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy. Just nah, 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 nah. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. We've done plenty of talkings. All right, so we'll go ahead and discuss some of the games I've played recently. Yeah, what what have you been up to? You know, what have you been playing? What are you any movies you've watched? Well, lately I've I just watched this anime. It was hilarious, actually. It's called um, I think it's like the House Husband or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's really hilarious. If you guys ever. You know, want to check out a new a new anime if you want a good laugh. That's one of them. It's called um, the something of the house husband, and it's like about this guy who is a, a yakuza, oh, and he okay, retired yeah. from his yakuza lifestyle, and he's now a house husband. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> but it's funny because it's like it's very comedic because uh, everything he sees, he's it's like he's having a flashback of his previous life or whatever. And yeah. like, 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 say for instance, there's this, uh, there's this part where he's like, getting, uh, they're like buying a vehicle or something, and he sees this old man <laughs> walking across the street, and he thinks this old man going to pull out an RPG and just start blasting at him. Though so he's like, he's just preparing himself. He's telling his wife, "Get down, get down! This guy's going to kill us." It's <laughs> oh, like, lo- just kind of losing it, but it's, but it, but it's funny. It's really good. It's a really good anime. Um, <clears throat> Animes can be a little hard for me. For <coughs> sorry, um, <laughs> animes can be a little hard for me to get into. Uh, let me know. Let me know what you think about this because this could be a really interesting or awkward conversation depending on which way it goes. Um, but let me, <laughs> let me know. Let me know what you think. But animes can be really hard for me to get into because I like serious anime. But sometimes when you have a certain anime and they just have, like, two silly kind of situations going on. <laughs> a really good example is recently um, Demon Slayer came on uh, Netflix. I love it. Absolutely love it. It takes itself serious probably 80 to 90% of the time, depending on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um but unfortunately, that 10 to 20%, depending on the episode, can be so, like, nails on a chalkboard. A really good example is like, Tetsuo. Like, why would you add that? <laughs> yeah, like, Tetsuo, I think, is his name. He's uh, one, of the, one of the demon slayers. So he went through the whole trials to become a demon slayer. But he is the world's biggest pussy. And literally, like, a gust of wind will scare him, and he doesn't just go, ooh, that's that's disturbing, that scared me. No, everything, he's one of those characters, you've seen it, if you've seen an anime, you've seen it, but he's one of those characters that are, oh my god! <laughs> oh, like, you don't have to be so over, 
Like yeah, every, really, all every of that, sentence he says has to be yelled at the absolute top of his lungs. And maybe this would have been funny the first time. I'm like, oh, haha, he made it this whole way into a demon slayer. But he's scared. He's a scaredy cat. But the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, on and on, it's just like, okay, this is, it's too much. You know, he has like <laughs> one itty bitty redeeming factorum where he like goes into this trance and then all of a sudden he's really good at kicking ass or whatever. But 99% what of the time he is such a pussy and it's just like. <sighs> Why? That's what I've always wanted to un- like you said, I'm a big serious anime person. Yeah, good. And I'm and, and I'm just like my favorite anime of all time, which I'm I'm not sure if you ever have heard of it, Ninja Scroll. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When I first saw that anime, I I was blown away by the fact that they they had really done an amazing job on this on this particular anime. And then yeah, like like you said, it, there's every so often you'll come across some anime where it's just characters are just annoying. It's like okay, yeah. they they got these they, they got these powers, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're wimpy. What is with the thing about uh, J- Japanimation or whatever yeah. that they have to have to use this weak ass character mm-hmm. who happens to be you know has this awesome potential? I mean, I understand Gohan. He was when he when he was a kid, he used to cry a lot. Of course, right, yeah, whatever, yep, yep. you know. As he got older, you know, he wasn't like that anymore. It's like he actually grew out of it. Right. And so, and then you got these animes now where it's just like every episode, it's like, yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I, another really good example, uh, Full Metal ooh. Alchemist. I really like Full Metal Alchemist. But every once in a while, and it's so weird because, like, you'll notice it if you're watching – but, like, all of a sudden, like, the animation of their face will completely change, and they just do something really silly. And I know it's probably just a culture thing, but it's just really weird. Another thing is this might have something to do with the fact that, you know, I'm happily married with two daughters. But another thing that that gets to me, I think, as I get older, is the mm-hmm. objectification of women. Yeah, yeah, unrealistic and, body types. So it's like she has a waist this thin, but her titties got <laughs> Like how it's and it's disturbing sometimes because it is because the, like when the, I was twelve, yeah, when I was twelve and I saw this shit, I'm just like, ooh, I'm doing something naughty or whatever. Whereas right. now it's like, ugh, I'm doing something naughty. Like <laughs> most of the time, they are of questionable age. They're like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a school skirt, and I, and 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 all of a sudden my blouse gets ripped, and I, you can see me in my bra or whatever, and I'm just like. Okay, I'm yeah, trying and, to watch a story here. <laughs> yeah, like they can go really over the top, like 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 you said, where like the blouse will split open, and all of a sudden, the you know the bosoms are exposed, and not only are they exposed, they're like bouncing all over the place. I'm yeah. like, oh, that did, yeah. is that really happen in real life? <laughs> yeah, it's just like we're we're having a nice episode, and then just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, titties flapping everywhere. She's talking about a demon with angel wings stealing her pocket monsters, and you must spank her thusly. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's one thing I've, I, I've realized about anime. Like, um, like they do um, 
add like when they do like do like heroes, you know, stuff like that, something along those lines, like these heroes are always like between the ages of 12 and 18. <laughs> like, like what, what about the rest of their life? I mean, do they retire or something? Right. Well, it's like Pokemon. Like you, you get your first Pokemon when you're 10 and then like, once you get to a certain age, they just stop being Pokemon trainers or whatever. So it's like mm-hmm. all those times you thought to yourself, hmm, Misty looks pretty hot or whatever. You can't do that anymore unless you want to be a pedophile. <laughs> and it's and honestly, it is it is it it is such a weird thing like revisiting certain certain animes now or trying to start a new one. So a really good one or good example rather is um high top high top skyscrapers or something it's like this weird it's an anime and like they're stuck on the tops of these skyscrapers and it's almost like a battle royale where you know only one person high rise yeah yeah high rise um oh yeah okay i've um, seen that it's also on netflix that's my only (laughs) anime right now high rise invasions yeah that sounds about right yeah (laughs) Um, oh someone's okay yeah someone's in the chat Uh, um uh but it, it's a nice. It's got a nice premise. It's got a cool story. But then that's that's the example that I was using, where all of a sudden, like this guy comes up to her and like slowly rips her with a knife, like gets each button of her blouse, and it's just like, okay, I was enjoying myself, and now it's just like <laughs> it's it's so. It's so weird. My favorite of all time, let me know if you've heard of it. My favorite of all time is Blue Gender. Ooh, yes. That is a good anime. I actually wanted to start watching that. My my friend was telling me about how good it is. Um and I was like, okay, so I and I'm all about going back into the, you know, the early days of anime, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go back and even watch some of the early ones, but that one in particular really stood out to me also. I've been waiting to check out so, um, I mean, anime is one thing, because, like, when I got introduced to it, like, hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Did something happen? Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so when I got into it, I was, like, yeah, feeling like you, like, I was, like, oh, I'm, I feel kind of naughty watching this, you know? Right, there, there were some yeah. of the stuff that were just, like, oh, okay, all right, I don't, as long as my parents don't walk in. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's and one then, thing when you go on the internet and you search for porn, you know, you, you do it in the <laughs> privacy of your bedroom, bathroom, you know, toilet, whatever. Um, no judgment here. But that's one thing when you're looking for that. When you're just trying to look for, like, this story about, like, superhero like type characters who right. can like materialize a sword out of thin air of pure energy and they and they like get into these really cool high octane action sequences and then to mm-hmm. have to worry about just this really just dumb juvenile stuff you know because it's like yeah those big nice titties were really cool when i was 12 but now it's just <laughs> so juvenile and i'm not like mm, yeah. i'm so above it all just <laughs> but it, it it really is just like okay i'm too old for that shit you know yeah yeah it's like it's like uh, waifus in video games it's like i don't i don't understand it <laughs> it's not for me yeah yeah as you get older it's not the same anymore because i don't even look at it like that like i'll i'll even just stop watching it just because it's like okay i don't want to watch this anymore yeah 
Yeah. So, so that's I why mean, it's so yeah. hard to find a new one for me personally. Is that okay? My standards, I guess, are just too high, and it makes me sound like such a, a purist, or not even purist, because I would, I would, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Well, a, an example of that is um, Seven Deadly Sins or something like that. The Seven yes. Deadly Sins. It is that is a prime example of what <laughs> I, I love. I love it's that. Good. I love that freaking show. And then, it like is. once an episode, he just starts groping Elise or whatever her name is, and I'm like, God damn it! So now I feel like, okay, I'm supporting, you know, right. I'm supporting. Uh, right. I'm, on the, I'm on the other side of um, the Me Too movement. I'm on the other side. I'm supporting that side. I'm supporting Weinstein, and it's just like, ah, this is such a good show. It's such a yeah. good. Like the premise of it is the characters. I love every single yes. character, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's just like, wah, 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 and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, <laughs> Look, you're killing it right now. You are killing it, like yeah. literally killing it. Like I um got past the first season, mm-hmm. and when I got to the second season, I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. Yeah, and I just started to lose interest because yes, he was doing that. Elizabeth, thank you, Lycan. That's their, her name, Elizabeth. Sorry, go on. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, um, it was just getting really excessive, I guess. I was just like, okay, yeah. this is... I mean, just be serious for once. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Man. And I think that's what that's what's so weird about the juxtaposition between their serious moments and their silly moments is that their serious moments are super serious. Like mm-hmm. the fight between the short dude and the vampire kind of dude. I'm so bad with names. Um, but the, <laughs> the fight between them and the fact that they're still working together, even though they clearly have a past, but also yeah. he needs to kill him to get his love out of like hell or something like that's some see, deep that ass is a shit. beautiful story. That is a beautiful story. And Meliodas, thank you. <laughs> yes. Especially with that, that character in particular, I loved his backstory because it was like, you actually got to experience who he was as a character. It's not mm-hmm. like he was just this bad, straight bad guy. He's yeah. got this freaking past that is just like wow, and it changed my whole perspective Definitely. on his character. That whole that whole episode where we do the flashback on him. Oh, yeah. so much characterization. Right. And it's just like oh, okay, yeah. He you thought he was just some like Lycan Gaming in the chat. He's he's blowing it up. Uh, selfish was in the love with a vampire. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. I thought you said something else, but anyway. But yeah, like you <laughs> thought he was just this like vampire kind of dude, and he he of course always acts like he's like some t- tough shit or whatever. And then you mm-hmm. get that backstory, and it's like, and so then when uh, something silly does happen, it's just like I was enjoying that. I was enjoying the depth <laughs> of your characters, and then right. you're just like, eh, "I'm 12 years old. Look at this titty." <laughs> Somebody clip that. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, I mean, I, no one just does that in real life. Like, I could just be like serious, you know? Hey, you know, let's you know, be serious, and all of a sudden I'm just start grabbing some chick's ass out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, no one does that in real life, but I, I do admire <laughs> no the normal. fact that <laughs> I do admire the fact when when the Japanese or when when it comes to anime, um, they know how to make it like really good. Where it's like action, they're really good on action. Mm. 
when it comes to anime. So I like my my favorite action a- action based anime would have to be I'm gonna say it. Um, what is it? Uh, oh, I can't think of the name. Oh, Chorus. Chorus. What one? Chorus. It's actually this. It's like a. This guy, he's like in a spirit world. I guess he's trying to fight. It's so. It, it's like he's fighting with this nemesis or whatever mm-hmm. of his or whatever, and it's like the. It's an alternate reality, I guess, from the oh, real okay. world and the spiritual spirit world. Okay. So, it's like, I forgot how it. I forgot how the story goes, but right. it is one beautiful, beautiful, um, action-packed anime, and also another one I really enjoyed. Um, was of course, um, man, I can't think today. What the heck? It happens. I can't think of it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I'm just gonna, I'm just so gonna yeah, say nice that, little that, side conversation. Yeah, as soon as you brought up anime, I was literally thinking about this subject just the other day. So you bringing up anime was a perfect segue into that. Ah, uh, so nice. What What else have you been doing? Well, um, lately I've just been you know playing, um, of course, uh, Octopath Traveler. I'm still in the JRPG moment. I'm actually trying to experience this whole EA beta thing. I don't know if that thing is... It's not really... Um, I mean, it's still a beta. It's, it's, there's still a lot of work that they're working on it, but I do like the beta because it's like, like um, very much like the Game Pass. Yeah. But the, the EA play and everything, they have a lot of cool games that I would like to play. Like, you yeah. know, there's this Jedi Outcast. Like that came out for the Xbox a long time ago. Right. So I wouldn't mind playing that again because I had so much fun playing with a lot of people on that game because of the uh, the multiplayer and everybody got their own little lightsabers and shit and then just running up and down killing everybody. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I liked it. Um, but mainly, I since I just got my Xbox back, I'm probably gonna go ahead and jump on Outriders. Yeah. Get it. So <laughs> that's gonna be the thing, and uh, I mean, <clears throat> and then that's pretty much it. I mean, I still play um, Elite Dangerous, which is hmm. um, like a space flight simulator game. So like, that's what I've been playing lately. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like in the like in the tr- in the chat. Are you talking about Outriders? Heck yeah! If you like you looter shooters, get it, get it. Especially if you have Xbox or if you have a good PC, because if you have a good PC and you can just play it on your on your PC through Game Pass, fourteen ninety nine mm-hmm. for a sixty dollar game, like get it. That's, yeah, you cannot get beat it. that. You cannot beat that. And like I said, once I you know once I get get on, um, I'm not sure. Are you gonna want to play or are you gonna have time to play? Heck yeah, or? Heck yeah I'll play. Okay. You fine. mean like later in the night? Um, I don't know what your day consists of, so I mean, I'm running to Possib- you know possibly later tonight because after the <clears throat> yeah. my girls have been stuck in their room for this whole time. So oh, okay, yeah, of course, definitely tonight it is so. on Xbox, like in gamer. Yes, it's on everything it is. except for the Switch. Switch can't handle that. Too much blood and gore. <laughs> they, See, they speaking of you Switch, know what? I it's did funny. end up getting the uh, 3D All Stars. Uh, I got a physical copy of it. They still had mm. a ton. They still had a ton of them at the Walmart next to me, and so I was like, "I got to get this before it ends up on eBay for like five thousand fucking dollars." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. 
So, I mean, lately, I mean, I don't know of any other game that really piques my interest except for Outriders and there was another one you had mentioned. Oh, No, no Man's Guy no because yeah. you wanted to um, try out that exhibition mode. Heck yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wanted... try it out. We'll see how well it goes because, yeah, like I said, <laughs> kind of too many bugs right now. But we're still maybe at least experiencing the sadness together will make it better. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. Love it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. But um, other than that, I haven't really played anything. I mean, as far as watching any any movies lately, I haven't really watched anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, except I got for, you know, I got HBO Max through Nate. Don't tell uh-huh. HBO. But I got <laughs> HBO through Nate. So yeah, I, that's how I watched King Kong. Um, I want to say this month. When does when does it come out? This month. Oh, Mortal Kombat! I am Mortal waiting for that. Kombat. Oh my god! Oh my uh, god! I think. Have you seen the trailer for Jupiter? I think it's called Jupiter Ascending or something. Or not Jupiter Ascending. No, 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 no. That's no. That's, that's, oh, that's that bad that's one. Wrong movie. Wrong, <laughs> wrong movie. movie. Jupiter <laughs> Legacy, maybe. Oh, that's supposed to be a sequel to that. No. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's it's. Following the same suit of the you know the boys and uh, other things like other things like that. Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at April 23rd. Oh, that's for midnight though. So it comes out Saturday. No, no, I guess it is Friday. Yeah, April 23rd. So of course at the end of the freaking month, I can't wait for that one. Mortal Kombat that is so gonna be freaking awesome. Oh my god, dude. And I mean, let's talk about Mortal Kombat for mm-hmm. a second. Okay. How much it's evolved. I mean, Mortal Kombat, when it first came out back in, when I was like in sixth grade. Right. And, and so, and there was this huge controversy about Mortal Kombat being this very violent game, blah, 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 blah. And it's, I think what really, what really got people was the fatalities when they started doing fatalities. And right. all of a sudden, <laughs> people were going crazy. But anyway, Mortal Kombat has evolved as a game. And, and I, I think it's still one of the greatest um, franchises out there besides Street Fighter, which Street Fighter is kind of falling off the wayside. I don't know what's going on with that shit. Um, yeah, I feel like if you want to have fun, you go to Mortal Kombat. If you want to do like serious competition, that's when you go to Street Fighter. Because I feel like especially when Street Fighter Five came out, all their features were almost completely catered to the pros so if you were a casual player who just liked you know the lore or you liked the world of street fighters well fuck you you better get good because (laughs) that's all they were focused on they were focused on that it took them like i want to say a year a year and a half for them to finally add in arcade mode like are you fucking kidding me stupid That is so dumb. Yeah. Whereas but yeah, like Mortal I, Kombat, they're good. They yeah. still have tournaments, but they also like here's this really cool story with voice acting and like cutscenes and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just I so know. much better it, done. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I kind of feel bad for Street Fighter because I was a huge Street Fighter fan. Huge Street Fighter fan. Um I didn't care for the Street Fighter movie. Right. Let's talk about the movies now. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat movie. Okay, yeah. the first one was cool. Yeah, that annihilation. That annihilation was. Oh my god, that, uh. annihilation is one of those guilty pleasures for sure. <laughs> like, 
you enjoy it to hate it, not to like it or whatever. Like it, right? So I mean, it it oh, it's like one of those things thing about Street Street Fighter, at least the original one with freaking uh, uh almost said Vin Diesel, <laughs> Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, that movie was, oh. and. And even they they tried to make the Chun Li movie, and I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. I I liked it. It was modern. It was more serious and not so gag reel. Yeah. It was it, it was it was it was okay, yeah. but compared to the actual Street Fighter movie itself, it was oh my god. What I like, at least recently, cross your fingers, knock on wood, whatever. Recently, it seems like we're gonna. St- finally hopefully start getting good because like sonic came out and that was you know very very passable to good and now we have mola combat it seems like people who used to play these games when they were younger are now getting put in charge of making these games rather than back in the you know let's say 80 90s 2000s everybody wanted to make a video game movie because they saw how lucrative it was but they didn't really choose somebody to run it who knew what the fuck they were doing. So we got all these weird adaptations of of things, and it's like the only thing that was similar was characters and names and mm-hmm. maybe a setting or two. But outside of that, they're just like, they just were never well-made. <laughs> I feel like Sonic uh, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider was actually pretty good too, but I feel like we're starting to get video game movies that are being taken more seriously because yeah. i think like especially with something like mortal Kombat, for instance it's like oh it's just an arcade game where you just tap a button or whatever and so people just they didn't take that serious now that mm-hmm. we have the lore the universe of mortal Kombat, people realize okay we should take this serious not only that but we've had enough fans get mad at us that they're like okay let's start taking this serious and now <laughs> with the new mortal Kombat, it's like are they going to get everything right? No, but it's like this is a better adaptation just from the trailers alone, and it's because they're, they're giving it to people who give a shit. Right, exactly, and they know what we want, and that's why they're doing it the way they're doing it now. And like you said, it's to the people that, uh, what, that have played it when they were much younger, and now that they're in control of it, they know what the fans want. Mm-hmm. They, they at least we 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 think they know or we hope they yeah. know which most likely they do uh for the most part unless unless you get somebody in there who just really doesn't know what the hell they're doing which is very rare so and i don't think they're gonna admit somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing or let alone know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to the lore and you know it's just everything about mortal Kombat. what made mortal Kombat. So, um, so much better, I guess. Yeah, and definitely. even better than Street Fighter now. And I, I'm sad to say it. And as much as I love Street Fighter, it just Mortal Kombat takes it. Yeah, it's gonna have to take it all the way. So, what do you what do you think about Tom Holland and Uncharted? Uncharted. I haven't seen a trailer of that yet. Yeah, they haven't but, released one yet, but we got some we got some set dressings and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. but I, I I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, right. I, mind it. I like the idea that they're kind of going back to the origin 
Um, I still, especially after they did the fan film, I still don't understand why didn't they just give it to Nathan Fillion? You know, they did a whole fan-made thing. And I honestly thought, I honestly, well, I guess I hoped. I honestly thought that when they did that fan film with Nathan Fillion, I honestly thought that that was going to be the Deadpool moment where they, the Deadpool footage got leaked. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, boom, we got a Deadpool movie movie. Right. And when that happened, I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is the origins of the uncharted movie. But instead they're like, Oh no, let's get Mark Wahlberg on it. No, we don't want Mark Wahlberg. What about Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg can be Sully. And I'm like, no, the the dude from Avatar or whatever that was like yeah. the perfect Sully like I could have not imagined a more perfect Sully the way he's chewing on the cigar and talking and it just it seemed like so and Nathan Fillion he matched the characteristic perfectly yeah definitely not only that but it's like the the way um the way they did the fight scene or whatever and then he gets outside of the mansion. And it almost switches like to a third person shooter kind of view. And it's like, see, they give a shit. They give a shit. And so I'm excited for Tom Holland. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like an alternate universe. Well, like where they where executives saw that they saw the care put into that. And they're like, hey, let's give these people money. Look how good it was with them just doing it with their own damn money. How much mm. better would it be if they had a studio behind it? Right, exactly. And you know, I speaking of fan films, um, wasn't Street wasn't Street Fighter a fan film? Uh, the one with Ken and Ryu. Oh, I think there's one out there. Yeah, I think that that, that 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 one that was like on YouTube before it actually got released onto like Funimation and all that stuff. Like oh, yeah. it was like a YouTube movie or something. But anyway, there was another one. It was a D Dragon Ball one, Dragon Ball Z. It was with Trunks yeah. and. Yeah, Gohan. Like he was saying yep. So I, I think he, I think he knows what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, that one in particular was a, a beautiful um, movie, and and like I said, speaking of fan film, that Dragon Ball one was amazing. Like I will never forget that how they, it was like they were fighting with trunks, like little trunks, not the future trunks, and Gohan, and they were fighting the androids, Android 18 and 17. Okay. Yeah. And and the way they did that was oh my god it blew me away and they didn't have much of a budget but what they they did with what they could work work with and it right. turned out great and like you said what if they put a studio behind it it would have been superb they it would have blew that trashy Dragon Ball movie that they had prior to that right out of the water dude and yeah. I would have respected that one hundred percent yeah um, speaking of YouTube <laughs> movies doing it on a small budget. Uh, have you you've seen Kung Fury, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love. That's another example of a bunch of guys. They did a Kickstarter, I believe, and they're mm -hmm. just like, "Hey, you know, let's do this fun." Like it, it has it's it reeks of like Lonely Island <laughs> and like their style <laughs> of humor and stuff. Like Hitler shooting the phone, and then it's coming out the other side. Like it's so fun and it's so dumb or whatever all in the all in the right ways or whatever and so yeah if they could have done if they could have done like a like a series or something like a netflix series that would have been cool I mean, oh, we yeah. just would have gotten like a, like a because i think i want to say it's only like 30 minutes long or whatever but it's like 30 really? minutes of glory yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, they could really, you know, if the studio had really wanted to, they could have gotten behind these great, great um, people that were actually putting some serious work into what they had, the budget that they had. So it was like, wow, that that takes a lot of skill. And not only that, it takes a lot of heart to yeah. put that much into your work. Right. And and really, For I mean, because like, they, they, they even say, yeah, they, they even say, well, like when it comes to like... Um, even with cooking or making anything, if you're if you put a lot of heart and love into it, it comes out looking like superb. Yep. But if you don't put a lot of heart or love into it, it's gonna come out looking like shit. And that's pretty much how that Dragon Ball movie was. That's how I yeah. felt anyway. <laughs> it's like they put no heart or anything into that movie. It's like they just threw a bunch of characters together and said, "Oh, here's here's Dragon Ball." Yeah. It's funny because now with the MCU movies we're getting, with the DC movies we're getting, something like a Thor Ragnarok where it's 100% on an alien world and it's this kind of fantastical story, I think now would be the perfect time to make a Dragon Ball Z movie. Because before, Mm -hmm. everybody was worried about realism. Everything had to be modernized. And that's what that Dragon Ball evolution or whatever was. It was a modern interpretation but nobody fucking asked for it. <laughs> I want I want a Super Saiyan flying through the air and doing all kinds exactly. of weird acrobats or whatever. Right. That's what I want. And instead they gave me this like angsty teenager from the 2000s or whatever and it's just like it just didn't work where right. whereas now I feel like after we've we've gone so far into the MCU and 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 even just movies like that like I don't feel like m- as many studios are worried about the modernization or the reinterpretation or stuff, I feel like now would be the perfect time to do something like that, mm-hmm. especially when we're able to see things like Mortal Kombat or Sonic. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have thought that we were going to get a Sonic that was like true to life Sonic? You know, right. we almost got the wrong Sonic, but then they're like, "No, okay, I get it, I get it. Let's let's do this again, guys. <laughs> take, take two, take two." And the right. fact that that actually happened, we got a true to life like Sonic and Tomb Raider and Mortal. Now we're getting a better Mortal. Co- now is the time. Now is the time. And also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, I yeah. was really impressed with that. Like they had come a long way from the '90s. I was really impressed with the '90s version too, because right. that was a different time. And now it's like, oh, oh yeah, definitely, I can rock with this. I can definitely rock with the, the modern version of this. So who's to say why shouldn't they yeah. make a modern-day Dragon Ball? And it really would blow everything out of the water. I, I really think it would. I, I, I think that it would finally get the respect that it deserved in the um, on the silver screen. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, especially with Netflix picking up stuff and doing movies that nobody else would really do, whether it be like Power with uh, Jamie Foxx or whatever. Like that one's really cool, but it's it's also it's also a movie that I don't think would be made unless Netflix was making it. Bright is another example where it's like it's a really good movie, and I honestly don't think it would have done well in the movie theater but it's like netflix picking stuff like i i would like to see something like that you know so right but that's us what about you guys what do you want to be turned into a movie (laughs) good so this was the nick and nate show with half nate and half poetic ninja (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you guys oh, so yeah. much for joining us today. Welcome to the team, Poetic Ninja. Everybody, give them some love. Uh, go ahead and give your like contact information, your Instagram and stuff. Oh, um, Instagram. You can catch me on Instagram on Poetic Ninja thirty three on Instagram. And also, if you are looking for uh, my streamings, I'm going to be streaming again on um, Poetic Ninja Gaming on Facebook. So you're welcome to check me out on there as well. Alrighty, so thank you guys for joining us today. You guys have a wonderful day, weekend, everything. Keep keep doing it. Keep keep doing doing your thing. And uh, goodbye.